0: Bredeke, Yamadike,
1: Mirezola, such a puya coronubi, Angua, Chala, Changu, Chapu, Quondri, Mirina, Wemmeco, Oburi, Edica, Miri, the Tuquaka, Wala, Webba, Roy, Rugo,
0: Manadike, Turugo. Never let go of who you are.
2: A humble Adobe, Ezoko, the Abumonia, and Umbra State. I'm really interested in learning about. Um, the language and culture that I come from, which is the Igbo language and culture. And so today's conversation, in today's conversation, I'm super excited to be talking with um, Amarachi Atama. And she is a performance artist and a graduate student at Syracuse University. Amarachi, thank you for speaking with me.
0: Thank you so much. The pleasure is mine. I'm happy to be here to talk. Um, and to so mix it up with, uh, you know, some spice of Igbo language. So that yes, for you sure. O, you will get the energy, you will get the expression, and also, of course, uh, also understand me when I talk about something. So, I ain't gonna you, means I'm going
2: to be doing a lot of translating for this project.
0: <laughs> but yes, that's right. <laughs>
2: I do so. Okay. So um I wanted to start by sort of setting some context. Um just before we started, I was I was giving you a bit of background, you know. i am money I'm I'm from Anambra State, and I'm Igbo. But I didn't really grow up speaking Igbo. Um my parents spoke Igbo to each other in our home. I think part of it was that we grew up in the north in northern Nigeria. and uh, we are surrounded by families from all across um all across Nigeria, and so we had neighbors that we are Yoruba, neighbors that we are Hausa, neighbors that we are from Cross River, like from Benue, different places. And also, my parents we are worked at the university I'm at the Bello University, so they always spoke English to us growing up. I don't remember really them speaking Igbo to me, but they always spoke Igbo to each other. So in a way, I grew up understanding my language but not really speaking it. And I remember really thinking about, I remember going home for Christmas and Easter's and this thing where people would be like, hey, Omo prof, people don't speak Igbo. <laughs> like it was always a very, you know, uneasy feeling once we went home because then we were forced to sort of speak Igbo to our, um, our grandparents, because they didn't really speak English that much. And I just remember it's been super uneasy for me. Eventually, when I moved back to Nigeria in 2010, after uh, maybe around 16 years away, mm-hmm. I forced myself to start speaking evil to people around me without, you know, I was like, no, I need to start speaking evil. And thankfully, I had a a friend who did not laugh when I spoke Igbo back to her, and she would speak Igbo back to me. And eventually, small, small, I started to to regain fluency. So so this conversation for me really is really to explore my language, but also to speak to people who, like you, you know, who are very versed, who are not just fluent, uh, are professional, you know, in the language and in the space. You know, you're a performance artist, you 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 use Igbo very, you navigate the language so well. I've seen some of your performances and I'm just super incredibly impressed. So I want to talk to you about your experiences growing up um, mm-hmm. as someone who speaks Igbo and where you see this language and this culture going. Um, I want to start by asking you to share a little bit about your background in terms of where did you grow up? what we some of the lingering memories that you have you know of your childhood
0: okay thank you again for having me um i'm really excited talking about ibo Igbo language and all of it and that's partly because um you know being uh, an artist who used the language and being a culture promoter language uh, speaking advocate and and all that comes with it at some point people would say maybe because she doesn't know how to speak English maybe she doesn't speak, speak English and all those things right so some people didn't even believe I, uh, I ever attended school until I started doing my master's like I'm doing my second master's now and they're like amazing second master's how when did she even go to school Because I I used to do it so much more that I would make my hair in the Mm. old-fashioned way and all that. So growing up for me, I have a little bit similar um, background with you, being that I was born in Bauchi state.
1: Mm.
0: So we grew up in the north, speaking Hausa, I still speak Hausa, but the only difference is that. Our parents at home spoke our language to us. Actually, they spoke our like a native dialect. Dialect. The, yeah. the dialect. That was what mm-hmm. we spoke growing up. So, in as much as we spoke Hausa, we played with two cho- children all around
1: mm-hmm.
0: from Hausa. At some point, we left Bauchi, we moved to Benue, and we lived in a place where we had uh thief and Idoma doma and a gala but we still had some mix of hausa and mm-hmm. because we spoke hausa we became very close to hausa children and you know we kept speaking the language but then in, at home there was no english so uh, amongst us the kids we used to speak pidgin english
2: oh wow that's amazing Yeah,
0: mostly if we want to just talk on as mm-hmm. kids we used speaking uh, speaking english but with our parents and the official family language is our our own core dialect. So that helped me a lot because I don't know if I would have been able to speak the language without that culture in the family, that speaking of the language in the family because that is like the the major background. So, um, but I also do believe that people learn as adults because I see people travel all over the world, for instance, to countries like Germany where they say you have to learn the language before you do a course and within yep. six months somebody's speaking the language like you.
1: So right. I believe that language is something can
0: learn. Even though when it is your language, your, your own a mother tongue. it seems like it's a bit hard to learn it as adulthood because you are just trying to learn it not necessarily because you are learning it as a as a course or you want to learn it as um you you set a target just like if you want to learn french now you set a target and you really want mm. to learn french but with the language, with your indigenous language, you are learning it because maybe because my language, I just want to learn it. So it becomes, the balance is not really, really there. So growing up in Bauchi and then to Benue and then to Abuja and then back to Enugu, it has just been, you know, floating, going from one place to another. But funny enough, all the places I have grown up until I was sometime in my senior secondary education was um, Hausa Environments. Yeah. So we kept speaking Hausa and you know, and all that. So, but now, I now came back to the East and that was where I saw a lot of kids not speaking their language. I didn't understand that because- but in the East? Yes, I came back when I was to uh, start my JSS3. Uh, that is the um, yeah. SS1, secondary, yeah. senior, senior secondary. Well, I, I finished my junior secondary in, in Abuja. So when we came back and uh, I finished my my senior secondary in Onsoka of course we do speak the language in Onsoka and then moving to Enugu where I was now to stay a little bit before I started the university I saw a lot of kids not speaking the language I didn't understand it because growing up in the north I never saw children who never spoke hausa like hausa kids who never spoke hausa right. so it was a bit strange that I I am now in the east and a lot of kids that are in the east, are am not speaking the language. Now it's different from somebody who say, "Okay, I was born in the north, or I was born abroad." You can a little bit understand because they are not in the environment. But when you meet children who are born in the villages, and not speaking the language. It is the strangest thing as I've ever seen. Like when I talk about people who say it's not that serious, don't see it that way. But I see it as too serious that a child born in the their own community in the village will not speak their language I don't understand it I see that as um real failure you know by that community By the, you know so that's so what me, if I, if I may you. interrupt what's do you remember,
2: what were some of the reasons that, you know, you, you heard that you were given why why kids were not speaking their language?
0: Yeah, so uh, I, I have had this advocacy spirit from childhood. So yes. I tried to, you know, go to schools, talk to people. First, I, and I like looking at the root of, you know, problems. I started going to schools and I started hearing things like, it is optional. The Igbo language is optional. I was like... Okay, but why is it optional? So I heard that a lot of students don't like attending the class. their parents are not really keen on their children. They'd rather their children um, learn French or join Chinese or all those kind of classes, but
2: the languages yeah
0: not Igbo language. Then I asked the students themselves, um, and a lot of them would say, what do we use it for? The parents say we Mm -hmm. don't use it for anything. And again, all the competitions all over the world is done with English, you know, for English or mathematics or all those, nothing is done on Igbo language, which was what led me to start uh, an organization just for the kids to express themselves. So which became the biggest um, cultural festival for young people wow. in the east which is audio cultural festival it was done annually until um corona ohala came
2: right so let me so, just sorry let me t- sorry to interrupt again so it looks like from what from the come from what you said about their reasons there's an issue of placing value on the language that parents and students felt like they can leverage in the future for other things yeah. like if it, if i take french I can use it, you know, if I'm travel, if I leave the country, I can use it to get jobs. Exactly. And then English, like you said, is used um, is used throughout for competitions. When you were growing up in your own home, did you get that sense of um, lang- which, which languages are valued um, differently in terms of was there a weight? If you, And you, you say you spoke, you know, Hausa because you live in the north, but at home you spoke your dialect. What was the emotion linked to Igbo for you growing up you know, in your home? How did your parents um, instill or what was their view or their perception of the Igbo language in terms of the value of it?
0: So I think it's for, for my family, it was just natural. There was nothing else I knew growing up as a child. Mm-hmm. So there was never a conflict of which of the languages are we going to speak at home right so the question of value wasn't even presenting itself in my family because the only thing we spoke i I am not the first child i'm not even the second i'm not even the third so growing up as a child you know you sprout up into this family and you look at everybody's faces and they're all talking in one one language like that you begin to pick those words and you begin to speak the language so there was never there was never a question of Okay when you come home speak Hausa or when you come home we already we already conditioned that once you enter the house mm-hmm. you start speaking the language there is nothing else to speak you don't speak English to my mother or my father so is the value was, again- was okay was English um
2: was English valued at all in terms of when you go to school you learn English like was there any um, value placed on you know languages like english or french just like you say you you found in you know in schools yes.
0: so in my family we saw english is is a language for school
2: uh so it was an education now yeah, yeah education english is a language, language
0: for you know for school for out of course amongst the kids right. we do assignments we talk like i said we even spoke pidgin english very well At amongst the kids our parents do not stop us from speaking but my okay. my mother or my father will not come and say come no mm. they wouldn't say that we never heard them say come you know they will speak to you bia so you 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 know the language
2: really so, so even
0: at home as kids because I I came from a family with large you know large number of children even as we mix the fa- the languages in the family I don't know for some reason because of like I said the, the the inherent value placed on it, it, it just balances itself. We don't need to separate. OK, this is where to do what Because I do know that as kids, we spoke a lot of English in the house. We spoke Pidgin English. We spoke Hausa language. We spoke everything. Even up till now, my mom can sometimes want to speak to you, maybe in the midst of people. And she just wants just you and her to understand. She can switch to Hausa. And then you you just tell you what she wants to tell you and answer because she she knows you 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 know you understand yes. yeah. so in the east but that's of the east when i i started going to parents because i went to parents i i i had this thing it was just worrying me and then a lot of parents were like eme. you know you just hear that thing eme, kene, ke, 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 biko, biko. and then there was this question of, apart from the value, there was a question of very low self-esteem, which came from, I don't know whether I would say colonialism, or I don't know whether I would say the post-colonial, the post-war trauma, the Biafra War, because after the Biafra, because I started researching more. So after the Biafra War, a lot of parents left Ibo land for other places. Right. You know, looking for green pastures and all that. So in order to survive in other places, they the they, they okay, their took the language away. So they gave their children all the English names. They took everything the language away. They wouldn't even want you to have accent, what they called accent. Don't have don't even try to have it. So even up till now, it has gotten so worse that in in you see more of Igbo people, more of Igbo parents living like in Abuja or Lagos, inviting teachers to teach their children English uh, British and American accent not the English now oh. but the accent yes you you hear Nigeria. something like that. Yes in Abuja now we ha- we have parents who are teaching their children English and you know British and American accent not the language not English language but the accent they want they want their children to be in Nigeria and sound like an Americana you know
2: Amazing. I had so, never heard about this before.
0: Ah, it's really, really, it's, it has gone way, way beyond, you know, just placing value on the language because now I see it as, as a gross, low self-esteem where you do not even know what you, you don't even have value anything that concerns you. And again, we, we th- then came religion, extreme religion, uh, religious practices, being holier than the Pope. Where people started seeing anything that have to do with their language and culture as evil including their names and so uh, You see people who are answering Ngozi will change it to blessing somebody who is answering uh, a like my place which is Ezema, they change it to Ezema so that it will be king of beauty I don't know what that's you know, so they just keep changing things because that you hear things like generational courses then generational you know if you are carrying generational courses in the in pentecostal churches so they be, they began to in you know infuse in so this
2: like thing. to to distance themselves from exactly names
0: they associated so related to like
2: he and gods and like deities and exactly. stuff exactly like
0: interesting so your name your language your cultural practices your dressing you, you get people who are living in the east in the sunny Nigeria dressing tougher than people in America because they just want to look foreign because the more foreign you look or the more foreign you act, you know, the more closer you are to heaven so you you are valued more if you are abroad of course you already know if you are abroad you are seen like oh well you you were in the in the marriage but right. <laughs> so it's it's a whole lot it's 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 that value it's the post-colonial problem is the post-war trauma mm. then is the low self-esteem the societal low self-esteem that have been placed in everything africa in everything indigenous to a particular people So people just want to be english and how best are you english than listening to your children? Just speak those queens sparkling english language even if the tenses and the grammar is not Okay, because all of us are this is not our language now. We are still trying to handle it well yeah, but you yeah. see children who are when they speak oh you'll be like oh, God, what is going on here so okay. but that that same child will be answering "Okechuku," okay, but would not know the meaning of okay Chuku. they don't even know mm-hmm. the meaning of their own names and then you see children in 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 iboland who their parents just want them to answer names like stone chelsea um all those you know and all those things the size names here have, yeah. have anything to do with the language so it's just But we started, there was this massive uh, reawakening and awareness that started a few years ago, which I I was one of the people who, you know, spearheaded it. Is this
2: in the East?
0: Yeah, in in the East, using social media, we started, when I started Oja, we started going from school to school, churches, families, different places, preaching the gospel of awakening our language and culture, our dances, our folk songs. Because when you look at it, Igbo people are... You know, we we were oral people. People, right. we have a rich their oral culture, yeah. and everything. through oral rendition, and see, you cannot really know the nitty gritty of Igbo language and your culture if you don't understand the language very well. Why understanding the language? Now, I'm not saying speaking. I'm talking about understanding the language because mm. you look at something like Proverbs, for instance, which is like the Bible of Igbo people. In Proverbs, a lot of things are hidden. Then you look at our for which is where a lot of our histories are hidden and our ways of life, and our you know, evil cosmology and way, you know philosophies and all that. So if you disconnect yourself from these things, which of course is, are all embedded in the language, you begin to disconnect yourself from knowing a lot about your people. It becomes so difficult to
1: know about your people, right? Na mu wetere oku ngwa mume ma kwanda jomo miro nu ngu meha na mu wetere ipe akwaniba anyesiri na Hanu Merenti, nu anu ha nu merenti nibanyesiri na asongire zanya ekhurungata ni uwayoku kita. at the beginning
2: you said that people felt that you were so into Igbo that you didn't understand English or hadn't gone to school. And then you also said, you know, you spoke Igbo at home and then English was for school. So did you have problems learning English since you hadn't, you hadn't been learning English at home? Um, when you went to school to learn English, did you find that was it a problem? Was it difficult at all?
0: No, I didn't have any problem. I, in fact, I was one of the people who were coming first to the class all the time all the time <laughs> and like i said just because i grew up from that place where we don't have separation like yes. this language is for this nobody ever said that it was just the way it was the way it was so right. you can see the kids as the kids We can be in one corner speaking english doing assignment doing all those my parents will not stop us of course mm. but we know our language we just speak the language it's just natural so there mm. is this mentality that started a few years ago um by new generational parents i say new generational parents because there is only the new generation parents. i think a lot they bring up a lot of theories that i don't understand where it comes from the issue of if the speak now growing in another place is a different thing because that's like no outside
2: way. nigeria outside,
0: outside nigeria outside alibu is a different thing but mm-hmm. being in alibu being in like nsoka and not speaking nsoka language i see that as foolishness by from the parents because now they th- they say things like if the child speak Igbo, the child will not learn english who said that you and they are telling you with english which means they can actually speak english and Igbo. And you it's just like the way i am i speak english i speak Igbo. then i will now give that to a child and i will now say if my child speak Igbo, the child will not learn english how mm. when i i learned it So because children can learn five languages and they are comfortable with it, especially Mm -hmm. when they are still kids. Now, when they start growing and become teenagers and become adults, it becomes harder, which is why the best time to imbibe that thing in them, that don't bring this separation because the separation comes when you start growing up. That is when you know. Because if you are not if you are a kid, you don't know. You you are just be, you're just, just speaking of, what in has America been. now mm-hmm. I see kids that are Indians and Chinese and they are just speaking their language. So there is no separation. So but when you see them in school, they try to also communicate in English language. So mm. I never had issue because of course you know English language is the official language in Nigeria. And so which which means that, that is the oh, language. Yeah, one of them
2: with the oh. other.
0: Yes, that official, is it's official. It's
2: official, like business language.
0: Yes. Yes, that is that is the core language in Nigeria. Then the three recognized national language becomes Ibo, Hausa, Yoruba. But the official language where they're using everything is English.
1: Right. So
0: we have our constitution written in English. We have our uh, uh, media programs. We have our news. We have every other thing in English language. So you can't do it it. You just you just hear English. So the 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 the, the Question of whether children will learn English and Igbo is just a new theory that nobody has been able to, you know, really back it up with evidence. Yeah. Because there is no evidence to that. Speak, just speak to your children, they will learn, especially now that we are even in what we call in quotes, what we call uh uh modern times, where from the day you give birth to the child, the child is already listening to English because the people coming to look at the child the phones, the phone calls, the television, everything is English, 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 English. So it becomes even more difficult for you to catch the child with, you know, with the indigenous language, which is why the parents should start from when the child is still in the womb to start speaking the language. Because when the child is out from the hospital, that moment, a lot of English language will fill the air. Unlike in the past where, like when I was born, I'm not sure that a lot of people will come in and start speaking English. No. But now you I visit hospitals because I I did this research even though nobody sent me for the research, I just I was just doing different. I, I was going to the hospital. I was going to schools I was let me see what is going on in churches. Everybody is speaking English Just like you said you see parents speaking a couple speaking to themselves in the language and once they turn to the child they're like be a junior, go and get me this, go and bring me this, go and bring me that. And they turn to the husband or the wife and they go, yeah. You know? So I begin to ask. This is like programmed now. I'm seeing what is going on. Yeah. So the parents just naturally switch to Igbo language or the Indigenous language when they are speaking to themselves as the couple. Once they switch to the child, it's naturally, again, switch to that English.
2: Yeah, and I don't know that the intentional. I think it's something that happens because, like you said, there's a desire for the parent from the parents that their children are what is perceived as well-educated, knowledgeable, exactly. and learned, right? And that means exactly. English, but not just speaking English, but speaking English well. And also, it also depends, I guess, on the parents' own education and experiences with language and whether language whether well, they've seen language as a barrier, as a barrier to, um, to elevation in work and, you know, in their own experiences growing up. Um, and it was interesting. I find it interesting. When you talked about, you know, our constituents in English, you know, most of this, our uh, like you said, business language is in English, you know, even though then we still now have these three other official languages. And I wanted to get your insights into if you had, if, if, if we, Igbos and other languages, if we grow up um, actively being able to access our constitution in our language, access, you know, um, spheres of politics and governance and society, those spheres that are considered, you know, learned law, you know, medicine, you um, those areas being able to learn and study them in our languages do you think that this will have an impact on the way people view and value Igbo?
0: yes it will be because the usage of language again for instance amarachi is doing Igbo, amarachi is the ibote girl amarachi is now going to uk going to america going to that amarachi is now performing amarachi is now everywhere so people tend to listen more. It wasn't like that when I started. Mm. He had things like Kedekweone, Zuzu. Kedekweone, me. what is all this? Why is she what how can somebody go to university and decide to be useless to the family? You know,
2: because you're speaking because you're because studying Igbo or languages,
0: right? Because, yes, because I didn't even study the language, but I was so engrossed in the language, I was doing everything in in Igbo language.
1: Mm. So
0: you see uh Igbo, Igbo, Igbo people organize a festival for Igbo people only Igbo people or uh, an event they will call Igbo people gathering only Igbo people and they'll be speaking English only and they'll be complaining in the same event that we need to make our children to speak uh, Igbo language with English language it was just something I, I wouldn't understand so if the usage of the language is very
1: key if
0: it's tied to things even if it is just in the family for instance If I know that, if I go to my father and say that I need this, my father would like, look at me like, is this one okay? And I know that my father would listen more. Because language has a way of melting your heart. It It has a way of just making you calm down. Mm -hmm. If If I know that my father would pay attention when I speak that language, then I would want to use it. But when you go to your father and speak your language and your father is like, what, 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 what did you say? And you speak. <laughs> Exactly. So you see, you begin to hide that language, right? If you walk into, if you walk to your brother or your sister or somebody, you know, that understand the language and you want to like, Hey, one more, you know, you want to communicate and the person like, hey, 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 excuse me, excuse me there is this
2: this it creates that barrier and so it's funny begin, what you're
0: saying really you begin is... to keep the language so usage yeah. like anybody in my faculty now know not i'm Igbo person even if they've never heard anything about Igbo, they know they know now even my i'm sure my some of my lecturers are like oh my god we can't <laughs> and you you know what the more i use this the more i see that every theory that people come up with in order not to to hide the language away are just lies because i tell you when i perform in Igbo language. I even have more of foreigners coming to me and say, oh my goodness, that was so good. That was they don't even hear what I say, but I love it. They just love it, right? Because okay. it's something different. It's mm. you, it's your
1: originality. Right? <laughs>
2: So you've also highlighted some of the concerns that you have around parents not speaking Igbo to their kids, especially in the East, which is like the central yeah. you know, Igbo, um, Igbo area, basically. Yeah. Do you think that the Igbo culture can survive or will survive if the Igbo language changes or if the Igbo language is lost? What, what, when you think about yeah. what, what do you think?
0: It's actually uh, being affected in so many ways right now. A lot of the things people call culture now have nothing to do with the culture. Interesting. At all. So you see elders propagating things that are not our culture at all. Because um, it's either they are learning from Nollywood films, they are learning their culture from Nollywood films, or they are trying to infuse um, some of the religious and foreign beliefs into the culture and call it the Igbo culture. Now, for instance, let me use one that stands out very well that I keep arguing. The English people taught us the Placing of women as second-class citizens, not the Ibo culture.
2: Right, I remember. That, yeah, I heard this actually.
0: But whenever you said it, they say no. In America, the law protects the women. Yeah, the law protects the women now. But have you looked at 100, 200 years ago? Mm. Have you looked at the history, how they came here? Have you looked at the countries that really had most of one of the, some of the most outstanding cases about gender disparities? Now, Igbo people believed in, we had gender rules, don't get me wrong, because right. there is this respect for the, the biological uh, uh, existence of a man and a woman, right? So there is gender rules, there is this thing of uma, a woman not climbing okunko, and I will tell them that that is not my, my, my destiny, to be climbing a okunko Because when the a woman okunko climbs, him, like the happens, she exposes her private parts. Now,
2: right.
0: there is gender rules. But the Igbo culture and deities believe in de which is a, the concept of duality. Everything is mm-hmm. But now, when you speak, even elders will say, no, there's nothing like that. There is this, this outstanding low self-esteem, by the men right now, that they are always thinking that the woman doing it, it's against our culture, it's against our, no, it's not against your culture, now I educate a lot of them, before I would say, oh, let me respect my elders and keep quiet, now I try mm-hmm. to educate them, that I will say, this is not your culture, right, so it's been, af- it's affecting the culture, because a lot of things are being lost, Iluibo is getting lost, totally, you cannot, by
2: Iluibu means the proverbs, Ibu proverbs. Ibu proverbs, yes,
0: Igbo proverbs, and in Iluibu, we have, like, some of the, ancient belief systems so that if you don't you see these animal stories that you hear they use it to uh play. yeah if you know sure. Iubo, you will see a whole which is the woodpecker does not peck the wood with its strength right mm-hmm. so there is a whole lot of in done with mbe and everything you will see them in Iubo, which is one so if you don't, if the language is lost, Iluibu is lost. And Iluibu, if you ask me, is the Bible, if I can use that word, of the Igbo people. That is where everything, every problem, every issue you want to tackle in Igbo culture is in Ibo. A lot of elders today do not even know Igbo anymore because you ask them to watch to Con- i was going to, to say in the, in, yeah, watching, the, of the said consecration like, of Kola And, and it's only done is, in Igbo. Mm. Uh, uh, in Jesus' name. And they talk back and they cut it. That's it. consecration, is consecration. It's like invocation. Mm. Right? It's a cultural practice as well as prayer. So that is where you hear some of the names of, of the deities, the belief system, the core concept of the Igbo people when they do that. Because that is one, that is one divine practice like uh, uh, the, what the catholics do the holy communion
2: the consecration yes the communion
0: but today you see a lot of elders mm. right so even though it's lost which you know that is where the the, the folk stories the folk mm-hmm. tales where yeah, they tell the history and, and the tale, all right? that so mm-hmm. when the language is lost is lost which means uh, a huge chunk of our history
2: is lost Our oral retelling of exactly and, and except
0: the few things that were taken during the colonialism the pictures and all that that were made into books and people just see them and all those things i remember my but grandfather used lot of,
2: to tell a lot of stories um exactly. i remember that like storytelling was something that and i remember even like even now like even i if i wanted to you know, I, I will sit down, and ask my dad, I'm like, I need to ask you about, you know, our history, our culture. And I realized as I grew up that there are so many things that we don't know about our culture and our history. And of course our parents are, you know, they are growing older and they are they are like, they are, they are recipients and custodians, you know, of this history. And I started thinking if we don't begin to record this and talk to them now, a lot of, like I said, knowledge and memory and history, you know, is lost, Done. then what do we hand Done. over to the next so generation? So it's
0: happening now, because the Igbo people are just oral people that translated, you know, transfer things from generation to generation using their language, when it is lost, the folk songs, the proverbs, the folk stories, and a whole lot of the codes of conduct Right, the belief system, all these are embedded in the language. So when the language is lost, it's just like an existing people who say we are igbo and then the only time you know that they are igbo is during uh, um the, the festivals that we do, Festival and then everybody will you know, everybody uh, so uh, you know, and then uh, culture.
1: that's it. Ogu onwe echi chocho ogu ipe nkumoto ogu aku oguntu kanye diri ogu aga anyi erianyi kwa ha na
2: in terms of, I mean, you've done some, a lot of advocacy on this. You, you're, you're very versed in what is going on in, in, in this sphere. Where, I mean, where do you see hope? Where do you see success know, Where can we hang on to this? Maybe something is happening and something might, might change in the future.
0: Rebuilding the value. There is, this, there is this beautiful wind of reawakening happening. People are beginning to evaluate more. Now there is that effort, and I love when Chimamanda always say my child speaks Igbo language because I speak Igbo language to my child. So we we want those voices. I love when the governor of the state will come out and say we want to bring back our and speaking of our language and this. I love it because that is now the usage we are talking about. So the awakening started by, like awakening our value system, the value for self the value for your heritage the value for the language it is happening i will tell you i am happy it is happening we've been using social media i have been doing a lot of exercises in fact i just posted one yesterday for uh Igbo folk story so we encourage people to go and ask questions and then they tell the stories or this proverb and they win money so i've been doing it for so many years now so we recognize that Colonialism, the war, and modernity and globalization, and all that, it's affecting us. So, it's only those few voices reawakening that value system because once there is value, then half of the problem is solved. So, that value. There is reawakening parents are listening people are listening people are giving their children only evil names now people are like you know everybody's advocating people are trying to people are now seeing the mistakes now it's no longer Marathi or one or two persons calling out when people do something you see many people calling out now no 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 this is not how we do it and then there is this re-education about what the culture is and that leads to some of us who are who who are are privileged to be going to school at the same time propagating the culture we are now researching more into our culture so we know what is good and what is not what is our culture and what is what is not what was just adopted so there is this also this reawakening of the cultural practices of the proverbs and folklore using the media using the social media using tech using all those and you see it is coming around people are beginning to you know come up. people are buying igbo books now people are downloading the igbo applications and creating igbo applications which is there on the on the on the uh, app store so that value is what we want to attack attack more and once that is done then we 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 are halfway done
2: thank you so much i have one more question um it's been such an incredible conversation and so many takeaways. I have to go back and listen to this again and really, really insightful takeaways. So say I'm a parent. My child has grown up not really speaking evil. I've realized that it's important. You know, what do you, what would you say to those parents who are struggling? Or for instance, say I'm, I'm, I'm married to a person who is not Igbo. And because of that, we don't speak we don't even speak our languages to each other much less to our children
1: exactly.
2: how what would you say to parents like like that like who are interested and possibly really just want to or who realizes it's late and want to start somewhere
0: yes so i I always say. Uh, people have this problem that problem. Mm-hmm. So whenever a person wakes up is the person's morning So you might wake up at 4 a.m. And I wake up at 10 a.m. That is my own morning If I wake up at 12 noon, that is my own morning. So there is no time that is late I don't believe in anything late, right? Because there is always as long as there is life and you are breathing There is an opportunity to correct something that you have done yesterday that you didn't really do well so re-evaluation and as soon as you come to that stage where now you are awake, you now value, you now want to, you just start learning. You help. That's why again, when you go to social media, when people when people are insulting or accusing or using harsh words on those who don't speak, I try to tone it down. You don't don't because if my parents are not speaking to me and I didn't speak, you can't come come and be blaming me. What will I do? What am I supposed to do? Right? So, but there is the efforts when you realize, don't just sit there, it is now time to download apps, play Igbo music at home, watch Igbo movies, read Igbo books, but even if you don't know how to read just because Igbo language is a tonal language, it is pronounced as it is written, right? Download those apps, start making efforts, picking the words, employ a, a language teacher, it doesn't matter, right? Just start one 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 pick the words before you know it visit home There is always a way to do it. I there was a time I used to create um, uh, Family programs family th- things for families, you know to to help their children learn So I just say make it fun. Don't make it a, a, a subject in school It's not a subject in school, right? You can say that today We are learning how to say beer and everybody is using it so you can make it a game if you say come instead of beer you lose out, you don't get something. So I might bring a dollar and keep it. Whoever do not mix in English language today will get this dollar. You see, children making effort. Now you are making it, you are making them to put more effort in it. It doesn't matter if they don't start speaking it fluently. But language, how do you speak language? You start picking words. That's why we have things like Duolingo apps where you learn. I am learning French now. I don't even know whether I'm doing it well, but I'm teaching myself. Yes. If, you. I have not been so, you know, I have not been regular with it, but at least you see that when you learn one word, 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 you start making sentences, right? That is how language is learned. So just help the children or help, even as an adult, if the parents, you are no longer in your parents' house, start making efforts, right? You know, just start making the the same way you learn mathematics or you learn computer, or you learn any other thing. Right. Start learning it, and before you know it, my dear, you start making sentences. Be actually mirroring. me. Ha! You say, "Hey, did I just do that? Oh my goodness, did I just do that?" Right. So you do it, and you you see yourself like you. I'm, I'm speaking the language. Like right. you're growing day by day by day by day. If your kids are so small, start making the family that place that safe place where they can speak and make fun and play with the language as an adult start doing the same thing if you think you are so busy you can't even try it there today there are people even teaching on zoom and all those things lucky you people are now teaching on zoom right so you can actually pay for some of these things you know engage if I want to learn Yoruba, for instance, or learn house, I go to social media, start looking for pages that are doing the same thing. But I would you know, putting out content in those things so that I can start picking things and enjoy, right? So there was a time in Nigeria, Oluwa is involved, was uh, re- trendy and people still knew the meaning of Oluwa. It just became easy to learn the meaning of Oluwa. Now there's some, one other one, people say, oh, it's an exclamation, but then everybody is using it. Oh, more. And hey, like you know, so it's just that effort, and as you continue to you know make effort, it will pay off it will you know start getting together, and before long you see yourself start making sentences
2: <laughs> so she emailed dialoso. thank you thank you so much for for your time for speaking with me today um it's yes. been an incredible conversation. I learned so much and so many things that I was interested in understanding about how people see language and culture and the impact of it. You really just hit it on the head. Um super excited about this project. Um, thank you again. How can people find you online on social media? How can people reach you if they are yeah. interested? In I made learning it easy. Your work? Amarachi
0: Atama is everywhere. Amarachi Atama on, like, YouTube, you will find me, you will find me on TV too, but I also created another YouTube, Amarachi Atama, Amarachi Atama on Twitter, Amarachi Atama on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, I just made it easy so that people will just see me anywhere, so and your and when, performances
2: can be seen on your YouTube, your
0: performances can be seen on my social media networks mm-hmm. and YouTube, and or even Google, just type Amarachi Atama to link you to some, one of my social media uh, pages also. And then if you, know, you just contact me there, we we get talking. Um, I try to, you know, try to check the inbox of the social media platforms once in a while. Yeah,
2: it's so, a yeah we are there,
0: we are just trying to do our best. Uh, we don't know it all, but just progressing and it, it's, it's been fulfilling. And I am happy when I see a parent or a child, I'm like, you know, you made me start speaking. English. Now you are making me to love ibo Now you are making me to start speaking. <laughs> And um, you just you you just smile. It just make you like you know what. Even if I want to stop, nah. If I can't, I can't afford to disappoint those people. So it's been a learning process myself because the more I speak, the more I go into it, the more I learn and you know research into it. And I I am very happy and grateful that I have the opportunity to do all this.
2: I'm incredibly grateful that I had the opportunity to speak with you today. Um, <laughs> Yeah, thank you so, so much. And best of luck in your in your studies. Um, I know you do thank incredible, you. incredible things. I can't wait to see thank the things you. that you do. Thank you. Thank you. So thank, so you much. Much. thank
1: you so much. I bring you tales from the full moon. memories of ancient surugede, Maps of Uli, sounds of our history. Morning from the intercourse of Ekwe and Udu. And again,